Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. Over the next three podcasts, we are going to tackle this idea of creating inspiring content, how to create a content calendar, and how to leverage some of the tools that Pinterest has in order to create really great content. And we're going to end a little bit early before the end of the month to give ourselves kind of a break to enjoy the holidays, enjoy the new year, and get inspired to go into 2024. But we also want to leave you at the end of 2023 here with a really great tool that we hope is going to inspire you. First, don't forget to hit subscribe to this podcast so you can make sure you're not missing any of the episodes either now or in 2024. You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Okay, so probably in 2016, I started the Simple Pin Planner, this Pinterest planner that would help people understand how to create content, keep the momentum going all year round. And that flagship product has had many, many iterations over the years. We've taken suggestions from people who have purchased it, people who have been confused by it, and the things that people tell us they would find as really great additions to the planner. So what we have in the 2024 Pinterest planner from Simple Pin Media, we have added a calendar feature with more places to write, more places for you to jot ideas down and write your plans for Pinterest marketing. The same as last year, we have both a digital option or one that you can print yourself. And this will be shipped straight to your door instead of you having to download and then going to Office Depot or some other office supply store to have it printed. We have a really great integration to where you can click to have it printed and shipped to you. We know several of our people who have been in our community since 2016 have leveraged this planner year over year to help them grow. So we are so excited to be able to continue to do that in 2024. Scroll down in your podcast player to go to our Simple Pin Shop at simplepinshop.com. And the link in the description will take you directly to our Simple Pin Planner. Again, my hope is that you would use this planner to help you generate momentum throughout the year and help you really grow your business using Pinterest as we go into this new year. So we're going to tackle today this topic of how to create inspiring content for Pinterest. And ultimately, we want to ask that question, what can make your content pop on Pinterest? What makes your pins stand out so that you can get clicks, saves, close-ups? It's easy to get into a groove of using templates and just plugging in something you think is mostly good, but maybe it's time to give it more thought as you think about 2024 and crafting a Pinterest marketing plan that's really going to take it to the next level. So that's what we're going to talk about today, creating inspiring content for Pinterest. So in an effort to complement what Pinterest best practices says, and we'll put a link below in the show notes, the platform created these five dimensions of inspiration to help you craft content that performs well and inspire pinners. Basically, I take this as how to make really awesome pins. So I'm going to walk through the five dimensions, but I also want to say this. 
sometimes it is really tough to be creative when that isn't your skill. I even think sometimes it's tough to be creative when maybe you're in burnout. But for me, my skill isn't creativity. My skill is writing. My skill is really coming up with plans that I can execute. But when it comes to creating this inspiring content that makes it pop, man, I really, really get slowed down. So if I'm sitting down to learn something new, essentially, I have to come up with a formula for myself that makes it easier. I don't know if any of you have read Atomic Habits. When I read that, it's a fantastic book. It fully changed my perspective on creating a new habit And that didn't feel very natural to me. And that's how I see Pinterest images. One, I have to decide that I want to do it. And then two, I have to decide to really get creative with it. So as a rule of thumb, I think in anybody's design process when they're trying to build a new habit, again, this is addressing people who aren't necessarily on the creative side. I don't want to tackle all five dimensions of inspiration. It, to me, is a really quick and easy way towards burnout. What I want to do is I want to start with just two. And so at the end, I'm going to share with you what two things I would tackle out of this list that Pinterest has given us. So number one in the list of the five dimensions of inspiration would be visually appealing. So designing your content with eye-catching imagery, compelling graphics, and subtle branding. Making essentially the products the hero of the image. Maybe new angles, rotations to add depth and perspective. That last part sounds really pie in the sky, 10,000 foot level. So let's bring this down to how I would put into practice visually appealing. One, I would always make sure the image matched what somebody is going to get on the other side of the click. That is the number one thing that people want to, I guess, recognize is are they in the right place? So if they look at a pin, they click on it, and then they go to your website, they want it to match, which is how they use that phrase like subtle branding. So if you have certain colors that are on your website, it's helpful to use those colors and those fonts on your Pinterest image. Plus, why would you try to create new ones? Just don't. Just keep the ones you have. So that when a pinner clicks on that particular image and they come over, they go, oh, yeah, this is what I was looking for. But if you use a stock image that doesn't have anything to do with what it is you're talking about, maybe you just like the image or you're using new fonts or you're using new colors, the pinner comes to your website and wonders, am I in the right place? So when you want to tackle this first dimension of visually appealing, it's really just answering that question is, Am I helping the pinner follow the journey to get to the content or the product that I want by helping them know they're in the right place? Number two, original. So take a familiar idea and inspire a new, unique, or different take on it. Get creative, stay true to your brand's voice. What I like about this is that I think people overthink original. And what you have to remember is that anything that you're creating is original. You have your unique voice, you have your unique design, and you have your unique spin on it. Just keep going with it. Don't overthink it. The third dimension is positive. So Pinterest is on this mission, and they have been for years, to create a positive platform. They don't want to be the Instagram or the 
Twitter slash X's of the world. They want to be a place where pinners dream about who they want to be and what they want to create. They have a common phrase that says, focus on the solution, not the problem. And this helps you relate to a diverse audience. The interesting part about Pinterest is you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know who you're going to engage with. And so you have to start with who you know as your ideal person. So what I mean by that is this. If I have a relatively good idea as to who the Simple Pin Podcast listener is, and I want to take some of that content and repurpose it to Pinterest, I have to anchor myself with this idea of who the Simple Pin Podcast listener is But then I might be interacting with a ton of different people on the platform. But because people aren't prompted to follow, because I don't get a lot of information from them, I have to assume that they're going to just interact with what I have because I'm giving them a solution to what I assume their problem is. Again, it could be a completely different type of audience, but the one common theme is they need a solution to figure out Pinterest marketing. So I want to be able to show up in that environment and say, here is the solution to being frustrated with Pinterest marketing. Here is the solution of what to do day in and day out on Pinterest. And when I give that solution, it helps people to have this aha moment where the pinner goes, oh, yeah, that's what I was looking for. So put your content in that context of how to be positive to help people have that aha moment. Number four is relevant. You want to create context by leveraging everyday moments and interest, while again, also considering that you don't know who you're talking to as a pretty diverse audience, right? So reflect multiple tastes and expertise and dietary restrictions. Create ideas from previously asked questions. I love this suggestion because when you take the most commonly asked question, well, let me back up from this. When people feel frustrated with what type of content to create for Pinterest, the number one thing I tell them is go to your frequently asked questions. You're asked questions all the time. Create content for that. If we never created a piece of content around how many pins to pin per day, I would be doing my audience a disservice. I would not be relevant to them because that is one of our number one most asked questions is how many pins do I pin per day? So every time we get questions from our audience in lots of different areas, we document them, we write them down, and then we create content out of that, whether it's this podcast, whether it's a YouTube video, and a lot of all of that goes on to Pinterest. So help connect with your audience where their pain points are, where they're trying to figure out how to wrestle through something. And when they see that you are answering their question or you're relevant to them, they're going to click on it. Number five is actionable. Make pins that people will save. The best content on Pinterest inspires people to try new ideas and gives them the confidence to do so either right now or later on. So Pinterest is saying clearly indicate on your pin a desired call to action. I believe that this has to be written on the pin. Some people might disagree with me, but on most content pins. So let's say it is longer form content. You're you're walking people through a process. Let's say it's building a fire pit. The call to action actually doesn't have to be a but like a look like a button on your pin, but it's really showing the end product. 
that's a call to action. If I see how awesome your fire pit looks, it immediately calls me to figure out how to do X, Y, Z. If I see your recipe, if I see what the final wedding product looks like, that's a call to action. Now, if you're doing something more educational and you can't necessarily show that call to action in a picture, then you need to say it. It's either get the guide, download the PDF, try this now, just do this for 30 days. Maybe it's also a skincare. Skincare, you can show before and afters, but sometimes people need a little bit more of just try this out. I promise you'll be delighted, whatever it is. It's just giving something that helps them see the end and want to take action. Okay, so if I were creating my own images on my own, the two like dimensions that Pinterest gives me that I would concentrate on would be actionable and original. So actionable for me seems super easy. I can do a call to action button. I can do a lot of different things with that. It feels very, that feels something that is an easy win. The section, second would be original. So I know my brand pretty well. I also know my voice. So I would make sure it has the same colors, font in my pictures. So then I know that I'm staying true to my branding and I can make it actionable at the same time. The other three are a little tougher for me, but I can certainly work them in as I roll along and I create. If you remember anything from today's episode, I want you to remember this. The only thing the pinner sees is the image. Yes, we do a ton of keyword research for the algorithm and write really amazing descriptions so we can get seen in search. But ultimately, the pinner has to like what they see. They have to scroll through their feed, be inspired by it, click on it to save or click on it to go to your website. If you are new to Pinterest, just get started on creating images. Like literally don't overthink it. You will learn as you go. If you've been on Pinterest for a while, it's time for you to change it up. We just did this recently with some new styles, added in a little extra color. We got a little bolder and we started straying kind of from our standard ways. If you've been using the same templates over and over, change it up for a bit. Buy some other templates that get you out of your kind of groove that you've been in for the last couple of years. So I'd love to hear from you. What's been a game changer for you when it comes to getting better at your images? Tag us on Instagram and let us know. Plus, you can share your pins with us. Tag us on your pin on Instagram. We would love to share them for other people to be inspired by them. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to click on the link below to grab your 2024 Pinterest planner. It's 33 pages. It is one of the most helpful tools for you to keep your Pinterest marketing momentum going throughout the year. Thanks so much for listening.